This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey everyone, I'm getting some much needed R&R in the comfort of my home. But just because I'm resting doesn't mean history stops. Let's get on with another episode. Today is December 29th, 2019. The day was December 29th, 1996. Guatemalan President Alvaro Arzu and the Guatemalan National Revolutionary Unity, or URNG, signed peace accords, ending the 36-year-long Guatemalan Civil War. In 1954, the United States Central Intelligence Agency backed a coup to overthrow the democratically elected Guatemalan President Jacobo Arbenz. Right-wing Guatemalan Army Colonel Carlos Castillo Armas led the coup. American anti-communist fear was at a high, and Arbenz was deemed a communist threat. He had legalized the Guatemalan Communist Party, and his land reform threatened major landowners, particularly the U.S.-based United Fruit Company. Arbenz was forced to resign and went into exile. Armas took power in Guatemala and reversed reforms from the last decade and returned land to the United Fruit Company. Throughout the rest of the 1950s, government corruption was common. Leftist political parties were banned, and poverty was rampant. Armas was assassinated in 1957, but military personnel continued to take power. But the Guatemalan Civil War did not begin until November of 1960, when the country was under the autocratic rule of General Idigaras Fuentes. A group of junior military officers attempted a revolt against the government and failed. But some of them went into hiding and established contact with Fidel Castro's Cuban government. By 1962, they had established an insurgent movement known as MR-13. And from there, the conflict escalated. Left-wing guerrilla groups began fighting government military forces. There were demonstrations, riots, and strikes in Guatemala City. With the assistance of the U.S., the Guatemalan armed forces engaged in anti-guerrilla warfare. The conflict was especially brutal, marked by violence, abductions, and state terror. In 1966, civilian rule was restored and Julio Cesar Mendez Montenegro, the candidate of the Moderate Revolutionary Party, was elected president. But violence and terror intensified as the army launched a counterinsurgency campaign that broke up guerrillas in the countryside. Guerrilla attacks continued in Guatemala City, though. After Colonel Carlos Arana Osorio assumed the presidency in 1970, he declared a state of siege so that the military imposed more control over civilians, including a curfew in home searches. Throughout the rest of the 1970s, a series of military governments perpetrated violence against guerrilla groups and anyone who seemed to support their cause. Guatemala's indigenous people had been subjected to discrimination over the years, and many of them fought in the Civil War. Their communities were hit hard in the violence of the conflict. In 1981, the Inter-American Human Rights Commission issued a report that said the Guatemalan government was responsible for thousands of missing people and illegal executions throughout the 1970s. A particularly bloody part of the Civil War were the years under the dictatorship of General Efrain Rios Montt. He resorted to using a scorched earth policy, and indigenous Mayans were murdered en masse. 
but the war he had pledged to end escalated. And in August of 1983, he was overthrown by General Oscar Humberto Mejia Victores. The new president promised a return to the democratic process. Two years later, a new constitution was approved and presidential elections resulted in the victory of civilian president Marco Vinicio Cerezo Arevalo. Peace talks between the government and rebels of the Guatemalan Revolutionary National Unity began in 1994. But the civil war raged on until 1996, when President Alvaro Arzu was elected. He finalized the peace negotiations, and on December 29th, he signed a peace agreement ending the Guatemalan Civil War. More than 200,000 people were killed over the course of the war. Most of the people who were killed were Mayan. The army was responsible for the majority of the human rights abuses committed. Rios Montt was convicted of genocide and crimes against humanity, but his conviction was later overturned. A court later ruled that he would not be sentenced if found guilty in a retrial due to his senility. He died in 2018 while his trial was ongoing. The effects of the war resounded into the 21st century. Poverty, crime, violence, and human rights violations continue to plague the country. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you want to hit us up on social media, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TDIHC Podcast. If you want to email us, you can reach us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.